and welcome to Around the Console. I'm Bob and joining me are John, Sucky, Cliff and Craig. We are continuing on our Time Lord Victorious Saga journey uh, and in this episode we are reviewing a book, uh, a book called The Night of the Fool and the Dead, written by Stephen Cole, who's done quite a bit of Doctor Who novel writing. Uh, so, we'll just have a, have a quick conflab about this. Um, I'll be honest, I struggled with this. I quite liked... Um, I don't know if it's just my, my concentration or whatever, but the fact I had to read a book. Um, and I do kind of... I go through fits and starts. I'm obsessed with reading or just can't be asked to do it. And this probably was the time when I can't be asked to do it. But... Um, I quite it was alright I quite enjoyed it uh, I particularly like the ending uh, and yeah we got a bit more about the Kateru which I'm a bit of a fan of but maybe my attention span wasn't quite there so I'm very interested to hear what you guys think so me I'm a, I'm a it's alright I'm alright uh, so Craig I'll come to you first you, you like books don't you you're always reading a book I absolutely love books, and I'm a bit of a, the problem I've got with this um, is I'm a bit of a serial monogamy with books. I can only read one book at a time, so I, I and I have to finish it and then move on to the next one. And because of time, I didn't know how it would take me to read it. I actually finished reading this a week and a bit ago, which means I've moved on to another book since then. So my memory's already dwindling on it, I must admit, but I can give you my overview of it. I actually quite liked it. I was excited about reading a Doctor Who book, because I do love it. Um, it didn't wow me. It wasn't sophisticated. It wasn't complex, but it did have some shocks. It did have some things that made me go, oh, I wasn't expecting that. For instance, like when the the uh, first Doctor and the ninth Doctor uh, appear in it. That was like the, the middle bits, the interludes, they called it, didn't they? I quite liked that. Um, it was really easy to read. The chapters were only about five, six pages, which is important to me because I often read it, you know, just a little yeah. bits at a time. Um, so, yeah, I actually, I did enjoy it. Like you said, Bob, I enjoyed finding a bit more about the Katora and I enjoyed this whole story going on about the manipulation of that cloak. I can't remember the technical words now. Life shroud. The life shroud. I enjoyed that and I enjoyed the relations that he had, the Doctor had uh, with the people he came across. But... I think it could have been condensed a bit shorter. At times it seemed to drag a yeah. little bit, but that could have been like you. There were times I'd read it when I was tired. The overall story, the overall kind of abstract of it all was good. I enjoyed it and it wasn't massive. So 110 pages it was for me. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. It gave me some background to Katora. It definitely left me on a cliffhanger. Yeah. Like the shock of the different doctors coming in. I liked the way that it kept, it was very self-referential, wasn't it? So it kept going back to Brian and it kept going back to it felt like it developed the Time Lord Victoria story because yeah. obviously it just stopped didn't it it stopped on it's the only time it's ever been mentioned really was on the you know the last episode of uh, Waters of Mars so for this to carry on with it and he talks you can literally see that doctor moving into this story because uh, he's still very much in control thinks he can do everything I like that because this is the bit from the end of Waters of Mars and uh, yeah. Yeah. a lot of stuff happens, happens between that yeah. and the end of time doesn't it as we find yes. out when he, at the beginning yeah. of that so this is one of them where they do, it, they've done it with Big Finish they've done it with other things in Doctor Who they, they fill these gaps of what happened in between and I like that uh, John you like books don't yeah. you I do like books uh, and this was now the concept that they picked up and the Katura and the expanding of the knowledge of the Katura and what they like and getting practical experience of what they're doing was quite interesting and but I think it this book had problems with pacing. It had problems with characters that they never fleshed out fully. 
they felt it felt very doctor centric. He was like, "Oh, we know the doctor's got a full character. Don't really need to explore anything else." And I think the stuff around the doctor suffered for it. I think, but it was quite interesting. There was lots of nice little uh, uh, moral quandaries in there, and questionable moral decisions made and I think that some of that was done quite nicely but it felt rushed at, at times and pacing wise it, it sort of towards the latter half it, sort of, su- it suffered a little bit I think some lovely quotes in there so I'm, I'm reasonably happy with it but the, the, the plot is fine I just think the execution of it was a little bit lacking the, the, the characters needed pressure out Estenay was just a bland yeah. face she wasn't really and she was like the crux of the whole thing yeah a little yeah. explanation or at least a little backstory on her would have helped a tiny bit of like she was this girl in the room or whatever and because it, it is quite an interesting concept but, but, but that she, why was yeah, she like that's, that that's what I mean none and, of that was mentioned and that no, was like a mistake yeah. and there's no buy-in really was there Cliff yeah um I've got a few things to say about this firstly it's great that we've got that Ridge now from Waters of Mars to this. And it, like uh, Mark Atkinson always says, like, he, he wanted that time of Victoria's piece. And if they filmed this, it could have been good. But I think, um, even though the book, you know, it's, it's, it's an easy read, I think it's either the BBC or Steve Cole has been told to split two books in half because it doesn't feel full. And I understand that um, it's, it's quite short for a, a little story, especially for Doctor Who. Some of the Doctor Who stories, your books you get, apart from the Target novels, are quite thick. It's like this one. pages. It just feels well, like it was like missing. Something was missing. It led you up to it. But even the leading up to it wasn't as exciting as it could have been. Um, I like. I thought it, it lacked in really delving into the Doctor's mind of what he was coming up to. And then it ramped up, which we thought was good when he was going against the couture and then um you know attacking them and he thinking he's quite godlike and he's going to do all this and just when it gets to the exciting part they drop it as the cliffhanger but to me it felt like someone had gone here's a great idea this is the story and someone else has gone split it in two because that's how it felt to me it felt like the first half of a novel I think it certainly hampered it and also I think that the fact that the the second half of it is written by Una McCormack who's quite a big yeah. writer of fiction like that she does loads of Star Trek I thought it was just and, and I thought she, the, the, the next part is um, Old Fresh's Grass that's Ian McCormack yeah. and this was just Stephen yeah. Cole yeah, well, they wanted to work in tandem with each other wouldn't they but some, somewhere yeah. along the line on, someone would have yeah. gone this is where your bit starts this is where my bit starts and all that type yeah. of stuff just felt like they could have put it all together into one novel rather than I know they've got this multimedia access of Time Lord Victoria and all this type of stuff but it just didn't feel complete I really enjoyed it don't get me wrong I enjoyed listening to reading it because I'm not much of a reader so I really enjoyed reading it but I just felt um, wasn't complete at the end I think I think like, get into your fucking it, microphone oh uh, I think, I think, like we're just saying, with it, being, with it being split in half, it felt very much the ending to me was like the inverse of Dave the Doctor, where all the Doctors come together to stop Gala or to you know, protect Gallifrey. Here we have all the Doctors coming together to stop the Doctor. So I could kind of see the re- the repetition of the storyline coming through there a little bit. But I did like it. In fact, I well, really loved that. It the, got my attention. The, the two bits at the end. Sorry, okay, I will come to you in a sec. The two, the, yeah, bits, the, bit, the bit at the end, the Eighth Doctor 
and the uh, and the Ninth Doctor. They're, they're the parts. So I can't remember which. I think it was the audio book of the Wild West, the the big yeah. finish one of Pomegranate. Oh, I didn't like that one yet. Well, that was the end of that. Was when the Daleks come, uh, and then they've got to, we need your help. So that's that part coming into this part now. The Ninth Doctor obviously was the monstrous beauty bit because he's got the. The, the vampire people with him with the coffin, the coffin ship yeah. yeah yeah so that's the end of that so now we've got these yeah. two parts coming into what potentially is the next novel which is all flesh is grass um which is the bit i got most excited about was the end um yeah. yes yeah, yeah. so it's okay sorry let's get some little thoughts off you okay right you can see have you if you notice i've been very very quiet uh while you guys have all been talking there's a good reason for that. Now, normally... Not ready, don't, you're not ready, yeah? <laughs> not ready, yeah? I'm not sure. Just let me, let me tell my story first. Oh, right, cool. <laughs> right, I don't usually read a book. I use, I read a physical book. Yeah. But having to read it on a Kindle-like version, it just does my head in. And with this book, if it had been a good book, I'd have probably finished it. I got to about page 70, 80. And I just... I couldn't oh. get round, couldn't get my head round some of the the way it was set up, the way things go, and it doesn't help with the fact that the, the David Tennant Doctor, that he's just the arrogant uh, Doctor that he was at the end of Waters of Mars, even yeah. though he seems to, but he just seems very arrogant, and he just did my head in, and so all that bit was there. I mean, so I just gave up. Oh, so me, well, yeah. I will finish it. Yeah, but yeah. me. I don't think it was a great book. If no. if it ties in with other things later on, then that's up to me to well, try and does. catch up on it. the end, but, the end is where the big tie yeah, come in. Yeah, and then the next yeah book, the end is the best bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah so skip I, that bit. Yeah, just, so, just read, just read the end bit. It's yeah, to like, be honest, yeah. it, it did feel like that, didn't it? There were times that you would lose, I would lose concentration in the chapter, and I think, well, I've not really missed anything other than this sentence which is a summary of it it was nothing complex so yeah the the, the ideas in it are quite good this child yeah. who, who then transpires that it's her that is basically immortal invincible or whatever not this yeah. life shroud that they're trying to pedal and push Legs, and yeah. sell you know to this other race where the Katura are coming from them I, I liked what you said Craig about the, the three parts in between the the, the different yeah. doctors and their exp- yeah. exposition of death because that's yeah. what it's about isn't it it's about yeah. death when it comes to you who has the right to do this and it's the David Tennant's doctor exploring that and it, I think he does come off the page David Tennant's doctor I think it's written very well because yeah. that's where he is at the moment I know what you mean though it is annoying Sucky but I do mm. think as well Brian's written very well I can hear Brian yeah, Brian's really good uh, you Brian's know so good. that but like John was saying uh, Estony you don't feel part of a final max. I don't feel part no. of her. The little weird. You can't, you can't get emotionally connected yeah. no, with that character. No, yeah. and I think the, the same is for Ch- uh, Charles Scal, the sort of dodgy mercenary guy. I, I just didn't feel anything. I didn't get anyone off the page until the end, and I, I did quite like the end. Um, you know, because it is then that decision which has been. It feels like a novel just building up. You know, this concept of death it just keeps going round and round and round rather than expanding it was a doctor suffering from uh, depression he was going through a lot he was thinking about what's happened he was scared scared of death death. yeah 
And yeah. he, he was thinking, how much power do I have? What power? What can I do? And all this was going through his head. So that was good. That was interesting to be explored. I just don't think they needed some of the other characters in it. I would have just been happy just reading oh, about no, what think, he was exploring within I think, himself. I think they needed other characters. It's Doctor Who. You needed other characters, but they needed to be written properly. They needed to be fleshed out, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe if we had Mostly. met the characters before in some of the TVL adventures, what we've done, apart from the, um, the Ood, which was, I think is great. He's a great character. Yeah, I do like Brian. Brian he's, a, he's, also, just, he's also a grammar Nazi as well, so I really like <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought you were read that. Can I ask you about Brian? I'm trying to look at it now because I've got the downloaded version of it, about the odd the um thing. But he talks is it Mr. Ball or whatever? What what does he talk to? He talks Mr. to Ball, he's, he's Ball, he did it in the thing. It is that yeah. is that is yeah, that's yeah. what I thought in my head that's what I visualized, but I'm I, I must have either been reading that sentence casually or whatever. We watched we watched listen to a whole audiobook where it kind of it goes through that. Yeah, but it's, it's an audio, a yeah. big finish. Yeah, but that was a long time ago, John. Yeah, it was literally it, months. Yeah. Yeah, and it, in my head Jeez. that's what it was. I wanted to check. That's fine, I did it right then in that sense. But yeah, the I thought you're right. The two bits I didn't get was Estre, whatever her name is, and yeah. the other one back on the ship. That was a bit that confused me. The Doctor, the um, oh. the Katara, I got all that. The Doctors, the broader, but that little bit, even though it was a clever story, because you, you know peddling this life shroud, then realizing the life shroud wasn't quite working, then realizing she was the key. That was actually quite clever. But somehow, 110 pages, it's quite a lot to tell that story without much there. I know what you mean. Now we're talking about this, there's, there's, there's a page for quite a lot to it, but it doesn't feel like it when you're reading it. No, like, it doesn't at all. It's very light. Mordila, the, the home planet of the Kateru as well. I like. Uh, um, I thought that was yeah, quite cool. Yeah, it was fresh out. Yeah. It was it, a great idea, though. Yes, it was a great idea. And I love the, the coordinates as well, the coordinates of time and location. Oh, yeah. And then working that out. But it wasn't really done in a gripping way like a, a way that you're yeah. like oh what is this and then when it's revealed yeah. it's like oh, right, whatever it should it be like tense there was no, no tension no. in this yeah. story that's what it I was saying it was very flattened yeah very pace maybe it's written for a younger audience true I'm oh, sorry no you carry on no, I finished that was all I was going to say sorry. oh was it right yeah I was worth it <laughs> um <laughs> No, I really like the interludes. I yeah. really like the interludes like with uh, Barbara yeah, and Ian, like and yeah. and I think it felt like there's like that that as a mechanic is really good in in when writing a story, having an interlude that completely not only like a something that you recognise and you can hang your hat on, and we know Barbara Susan and Ian are. I even know who they are. Yeah, just saying. Um, <laughs> and I thought that was really good, and bright and and the Ud, I think the reference to um, I think. The, the doctor explains it as you're carrying your hind brain. I thought that was an excellent way of describing what the ball is. It's just like this is his core functions yeah. in a separate part to his brain. So it's just like your second part of his brain is there. Yeah. And that kind of explained it a little bit. That was in, in the book, Craig, so that might have helped. Well, I quite liked the way he did all that past referencing to uh, things like the, uh, you know, being before his time and what have you, which was quite nice because you had that coming through because it's like you shouldn't know about the circle and this, that and the other. That was there. So you really got the idea they'd gone before the dark or they'd gone into the dark time. Yeah. How come we didn't remember Brian from previous there? As well, different doctor, wasn't it? It was. Uh, yeah, it was. It was ten. Was it nine? Eight. The, um, eight. Eight. So eight. Eight. That like Western crappy oh, right, yeah. uh, alien yeah. place. So he's not met Brian. 
Well, he, the, the doctor's met Brian. Two or three well, regenerations. Me, but, it's odd. but they it's usually remember. Timey wimey. I couldn't place where Brian came into it, so thank you for reminding me that. He, well, I, in my in my mind, he'd gone on to uh, H Tardis, fallen out of it, and landed here, and met Tenant. Oh, yeah, Tenant's doctor. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's and that's why they were both simultaneously on. That's why he doesn't remember him. It's because it's happened virtually the day before, but coming round, things have coalesced mm. into the dark times. I like that, John. I mm. like that. It um, brings it together. It's like the glue. Yes. <laughs> but now, now having a chat about it, there's a lot more. There, it, it feels like there was a lot more there than it yeah. felt like reading it. If that makes sense. I think that is the case with these, though, because I often enjoy them. But when we talk about them and we get John's insight, it raises it to a different <laughs> <Yeah>. level. <laughs> It does. The, the whole the whole thing is... Uh, sorry, Sir, you on. No, no, I didn't say anything. I was just agreeing with Craig. Yeah. Oh, well, it's twice has happened now. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, but we, were, we, were, we were complimenting you, John, so... I no, no, it's weird, isn't it? The, I think there's lots of stuff about death in this. There's lots of stuff about the Doctor, mor- about the moral quandaries of death and about the moral situation that they were in and and, and it frustrated me a lot of the time all the way through it because lots of assumptions are being made there's assumptions on what the the great design of the Katura nothing was explored into what that is why that is so presumably that's going to happen in another story yeah Uh, but it frustrated me that we didn't have a good angle on that and the idea that he says like well this idea he's got that everybody living all the time and never dying is a good thing when I don't think it is no I don't either and the doctor you don't you need to have that end point in order to make the bit there meaningful the bit the the doctor's very confused and angry and what he's sort of feeling but one of the things the the theme throughout throughout the, the doctor of all classic and new is that his companions die because they've got a short lifespan and they're frail and that frustrates him and then he then is seeing the fact if everyone can live forever he can have these friends forever and they never die yeah but that's not that's not the no that's that's just that's quite a childish no it is but that's that's where he's at that's where he's at in this that's where I think he's at is that him clinging to death as the 10th Doctor though because in the in 6th Doctor he's like saying that this can't work he can't because he does that whole bit with on Necros where we can't have people think of the politics, think of the the the, the food control. It would, he's very clean as a sick doctor. You cannot have an ever expanding population. People, people, people just exist if they don't die. There's nothing to. There's no. There's no purpose. It, it's, yes, it feels like there's no purpose. And his like his refusal to even contemplate the idea that the actual having a death there was a necessary thing in order for all societies and civilizations to grow. It's like, uh, it's, it was, it was, I found it very frustrating. Yeah, it gives the impression. What? Sorry, Bob. No, I was going to say, I completely agree, but I'm just trying to put, like, do it from the mindset of David Tennant's doctor at this time, and he is a fucking lunatic. Oh, yeah, I, I agree, but it's, it's, it's the idea that death had been some kind of panacea for the university's problems that he was talking yeah. like that. And it was this control, he just, he it's, just this control, it's, isn't it's, it? Yeah, 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 but I mean, I, it frustrates me that the doctor should be, is. 900 years old, he should have worked these things out. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's, yeah. It's the response, the response to the way he's doing it is very, 
reactive and emotional and a bit yeah, childish. Yeah, yeah. yeah, selfish in his way. He's like, very me, selfish, I don't want yeah. things to die ever, so I'm going to kill that's, an entire that's race. What, it's what he's you know, like throughout this and just, then into end of time it as becomes, well. It becomes as bad as the Keturah, if not worse, because well, it turns on them. But with the Keturah... moralising that it's all wrong and, and how he's right, yeah. and to do that thing himself, it's just, that's a seriously flawed character at that point. With the Katoa, um, I know we've explored those, and they come down and they they pick the time of the death, and they try to change the universe really of how they see it. And we've understood now that they've been here all this time, and they've done this all this time from the beginning of way before the the Time Lords and up until well properly present until something changes so is the writing to say that the couture are meant to be that's what's not explored that's the bit that's like i find that more interesting they're doing something that's essential yeah exactly i think and yet no no consideration this grand design is thought to be some sinister plot well it might not this might just be nature in itself yes this might be the grand design itself exactly this is what i would find interesting to see how they explore that and especially if it does go down the route of killing them or whatever happens in the next the next book does that cause a ripple effect sort of like i mean it would it would break the the universe episode where nobody else dies do you remember that torch for one where but doing that in the dark times means the entire future that's it it's changing it's, it's the universe destroyed, yeah. the entirety plus plus people can't develop then as well and nobody because, will be born no the chances of like interesting Eight, yeah, amazing yeah. incredible people being born it's just like it's it's it's, 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 stop. it's conservative and it's like a, it's a conservative status quo keeping kind of thing we just want everybody to stay alive and that's the opposite of what I consider the Doctor to be. And I would consider him to be more of a lefty. Massively so, but it, it is true to David Tennant's where at he's at. point of his Doctor, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. He, he yeah. is not acting. I don't really like David Tennant's Doctor towards the end. But, I, no, I, I but, it, but it is intentional what, what he's yeah. doing. He's that prolonging life. He's trying yeah. to prolong his own life. He's seeing that reflecting him prolonging everyone else's life. And you just really get brought down from that until uh, Bernard Cribbins knocks four yeah, times, four times. And he realises yeah. it's nothing, it's just a man that's going to yeah. kill him because he has to save yeah. him. And that's when he gets, that's what he the gets, about. Yeah, he gets absolutely humbled. But at this point, he's in his pomp of... Because I, I was under the impression that, that he manages to lock down Mordela, the planet of the Katuru, like time lock them or lock them or whatever. So they, So he doesn't kill them. I don't know if I maybe misread this. He doesn't kill the Katuru, he locks it down. A bit like Gallifrey when it gets time locked and it's out right. of existence. Well, I thought yeah. he just turned, turned the ray on them like, like the. Yeah, that's what I that? thought. Yeah. Oh, do you remember yeah. that one we watched? Uh, I don't know if we watched it or we listened to it or it was a comic or what. <laughs> but the one where the. Uh, they've got this ray that can completely wipe oh, out a species. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Deva- yeah. Devolution and, ray. And they didn't use, and he didn't use Daleks. it, but the Daleks did. Yes. And killed the people who had invented that power. Yeah. That's exactly what's going on here. Yeah. Well, this time, the Doctor has basically become the Daleks' role in this, doing probably what the Daleks wanted him to do, by oh. the way. I'm, I'm oh, going yeah. to manipulate the ray. Some, 
I guess some strange when I read this yeah it's, it's not that enjoyable but the more we're talking about it the more what's coming out I'm feeling less of that the Keturah are the big bad I enemy do, yeah I mean, that we really need, I'm hoping that we get some novel or some book or something but, that we really explore the background to that because yeah, there's if be, they there's don't exist for them. Yeah, well, they don't exist. I was gonna People say don't I, think, I was gonna say just just at the end, the doctors eighth and ninth have come with the Daleks, with these vampires, to stop the Tenth Doctor. Stop, yeah. They're there to stop him, aren't they? Do you know what yes, I mean? Yeah. 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 So it might be him that is the Tenth Doctor becomes a bit of a villain. It might, you know, or whatever it is, but he's stopping him because they know that, like we're saying, the, the I don't, people... I don't think they'll do that, though. I think that would be the sort of thing that they wouldn't shit on the legacy of the Ten. We wanted to keep I it. Mean, I, don't, I, don't, good, I don't. I don't know. But, I mean, but, strategically, Doctor Who. I think. But it's the Daleks. That, the Daleks are there as well. The Daleks to stop are going to come. But they, yeah, they, the they requested the help from the Eighth Doctor to come and do that. You know, as well. So it's quite interesting. We, it was a good cliffhanger at the end. It was. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. I definitely I just got that. That they address the, these points because these points are important. They have to address the description of the Katura, By the way, was absolutely a mega. I love it's that. Lovely, isn't it? Yeah. We've got the idea of these. Oh, I'm going to. I'm going to. Uh, I quoted it and, and actually. Wrote notes, copied bits out of the digital. Did you really? Put them in my notes, little quotes, little passages, and it's just like the, the whole idea of that, the, the, the technicalsy things and maggots and and jellyfish eyes, and it's just <laughs> it's overworked. How everything is like this is stereotypical, the worst type of monster you can make. Make it look really, 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 really ugly, and make it and say it's doing something evil, and then he wants to kill it. But maybe. They are, I think the Katuru are just be part the of the, of this. Yeah, they might be just part of the actual plan. The yeah. they, have, they, they have to work out that uh, not having death means that many people won't, uh, amazing things won't happen. Yeah. And I think that is that is going to be something that is key to the time of Victorious Park. Yeah, well, it's definitely coming together now, isn't it? At the end, it's mm. that, it felt like more of it's coming together, the endings of these things. Are we in the middle, ha- second half? We are, aren't we? Yeah, kind we're of in halfway through the second half. Kind yeah, of halfway through ish now, yeah. yeah. Um, cool. I've got, got London, I'm a bit pissed off. We've got London next weekend, and I tried to get tickets for Time Fracture. Oh, well, yeah, because we need, we need someone there. We need a man on the yeah, ground. I, was, I literally was going to go, but it's already sold out, unfortunately. So. so. You know these fixed points in time yes, that we yes. have? Surely the Keturah doing all this is one of them. Uh, and so what, what are the rules about him breaking that sort of stuff? They're very underplayed, I think. He kind of just comes out with it depending on the situation. I know, so but I, that's... But I'd have thought, law-wise, they would have worked well, out it's, how, it's, it, it, how it stands. It's something like, uh, you know, if you went back and killed Hitler... Um, certain things no, would no, I know why I know why these fixed times are there just because of shit that you don't want him not to be able to fix by just being in a time machine yeah but the the, the fact that these fixed points exist what is it that makes them fixed yeah I think it's ripple, I, think it, I think it's a ripple effect isn't it because it, it well, could that, be everything is a ripple effect like what, yeah. single yeah. events every event has a ripple well, effect well you'd have That's to go to, you'd effect. have to go to the end of time wouldn't you to sort of say this is this is this is this this is why this is why but then you've got other dimensions as well where you've got alternate dimensions which do come into Doctor Who so it's, you've got like an infinite sort of but you know something happens in a different dimension I think I think I just witnessed Matthew 
grabbing <laughs> Matthew has just moved didgeridoo. Matthew has just moved the didgeridoo to move behind Matthew. I did. Oh, hang on, hang on. I'll just move it slightly across. What he's actually doing? Nobody can see. Is uh, getting some miniature vodka vodkas out this? Do you keep miniature vodkas in your didgeridoo? <laughs> no, the didgeridoo is like a Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know what it's coming for, a miniature of something, because most of the booze is through there, so it must just be something. Amazing. I've ri- I'm just getting back onto it. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, I, I, what I wrote down, I don't know whether I'm explaining fixed timelines well enough in this. All the way through this, like this town of Victoria, we have looked at the Keturahs, kind of the baddies. They've been built up for that. Somehow malevolent. Uh, yeah, what they're doing is something that probably has to be done. Yeah. So this feels like it must be a fixed timeline event situation. Yeah. Uh, or what they are doing is stopping a greater evil by doing this. And I've actually put a hashtag, Kutura Lives Matter. I don't know <laughs> well, why there I There you go. It. Yeah, it could yeah. be a thing. Actually, just thinking, do you think the Kutura knew now about these fixed time points? Yeah. yeah, I think they're in I think they're they're part part they don't care. care. But they don't no, care no, because no, they're, no. they're more powerful. I think, they, than, no, I think they're the ones that either create the fixed time event, so at least yeah. have something in, something to do with them being fixed time. Events. I would agree. I think they're an important event. And I think Doctor Try to Change that will change like literally everything because it's from the dark time on. It's got to be significant. So here they are casting lifespan on, on beings, so they've got to have that extra power. Yeah, but they've yeah, always done they it can't... from beginning of time and obviously into the future. So to me, it's part of life. Maybe that's it. That's the whole point. Are we saying and that? if he destroys that, then life will never be the same again. And maybe that's why the doctors are there and the Daleks to say, whoa, you cannot stop this or they'll have to stop it in some way. I think we're going to have a different twist on the Katura going forward. Because like Jones said, we've built them up to be the super baddie, the way they've been described. But the more you think about it, they sort of have to be there. Someone has to be the point to say, no, they don't, they don't, they don't. That happens. There's no God figure at the top. It's, it's more or less, it's what happens. And this is there. This is like... Yeah, human well, I mean, it's... But the thing is that this book leaves it up in the air, so we don't yeah. know whether that's the case. Yeah. The, the stuff about the grand design isn't explored, so we don't know whether that's good or bad, really. But is yeah. that bad and, writing, or is it something they're going to... No, 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 no. I'm, I'm thinking that has to have been a thing. Yeah. Because that's an important element to it, surely. And that he's got to have left that out so that Una McCormack could presumably pick it up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This. I mean, this is. Uh, it's definitely left me very interested and very keen to read yeah, the next book. I would agree. Yeah. So that's definitely one thing. I, cool. I love in the time mode Victoria. Loving it because Good it then. gets us all chatting about it, and we've come up with different theories. And it's it's I an prefer, adventure in itself. It's I prefer really chat, chatting about it with you a lot more than sometimes listening, watching, in, listening. Whatever. But you find yeah, out absolutely. more because yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you get other perspectives. You see it differently. Yeah. It's cool. That's the that's the great thing about it. Yeah. Uh, cool. So, fi- final whip round and comments, Craig. Uh, enjoyed the book um, there were some some moments that were really exciting like the first time the interlude came on I love the way it had it was quite self uh, like I said it kind of had some history in it so it did feel like it was part of the continuity love the way it developed the ninth, the 10th Doctor as the Time Lord Victorious it felt like it really was the next episode uh, love the cliffhanger I love the way they brought in together the, the ninth Doctor's um, quip ships the coffee ships um, yeah I enjoyed it Lagged at times, a bit dull, but overall the story was really impressive and it did lead me, very importantly, with the wanting to carry on with the next stage. Cool. Uh, Cliff? 
I really enjoyed it uh, in the sense of it's the bit what we've all felt what was missing from the waters of Mars and a lot of people was like was that it time Royal Victorious but this is it this is the bit where uh, David Tennant uh, the Tev Doctor goes mm. into his depression and really starts to challenge things into his head whether for the good or the bad it's opened up a ton more questions and we started to see what we're supposed to be the baddie the Couture mm. to think maybe they're not or what is it what's going on as a book to be re- to be read it's read it because it's part of the Tamil of Victorious and it is a quick read but it, there is parts in it which um, wasn't delved into enough for me but maybe that gets explored going forward I'm not sure yeah uh, John uh, yeah I think uh, Mr. I mean, Brian the Ude is MVP for the episode Absolutely. I think he's yeah, the one yeah, that yeah, he's was good. there for uh, exposition and he, most of the time was more sensible and better and thought and of better stuff than the Doctor rather than egging him on and stuff like that he was more of, kind of more of a conscience for the Doctor he was which he was is, a good companion yeah he yeah. was a great companion he was Jimmy the Cricket it was Mr Ball that was kind of egging him on rather yeah. than uh, and yeah. telling the facts and information but Brian was more of a conscious and I quite like that little twist because yeah. I've always I, it was interesting the way they had the ball different to almost like two beings which I've never really seen before in Nude which is what threw me momentarily even though that's how I visualised it and what all my Doctor Who's senses were telling me but it was quite nice to have that it, it was like, like two different beings as one just one minute like, individual isn't it it's an ego I, I wrote it down and uh, I only just looked as uh, you was talking, we were talking about buying then. I had this theory that you get to the end of the story and you, you know, obviously meet the other companions, but Brian's not there. And he tells them about it and Brian's never been there because the whole lot's been in his head. I thought, oh, that'd be a really good, clever idea. If this well, that, that, that would explain uh, the ending of Water on Mars and Brian yeah. being there. Yeah, because yeah. it's. Hallucination. Looked like a hallucination. Yeah. yeah, we talked the whole lot been in his head because he's yeah. talking to himself and he always needs a companion to bounce off. Yeah, that was his at the time. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah. Job? I think, uh, yeah, I think that uh, the doctor is walking into the Daleks' trap at this point, and I don't think the Daleks would have uh, wanted uh, the other doctors to rescue it. So I'm, I'm thinking whether that's part of the plot as well. Um, it's uh, what else is there? I think there was, uh, yeah. He just didn't want to. Uh, he didn't want to accept the, the, the stuff about him being arrogant when he starts to talk to the Katura and he's just fucking arrogant, personified. That's ramped up a little bit much, I think. It feels like too much. Yeah, it's it's like he's well, it may be exasperated. He's trying to explain the exasperation of his yeah. descent, I suppose. I think. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's. I think it's uh, an yesterday. Uh, as I've written here, Estenay is the miracle child. Wouldn't it be nice if she became the timeless child? Oh, just as a little John on that one. Fucking like hell, that. you need like to that. write for Doctor Who. Yeah, do you for <laughs> sure, do <laughs> you for sure, and sucky for the Doctor. Oh, no, Daleks. Uh, companion, I will be canine. If you've got any comments from a book you've not read. <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> I do apologize. I will read the book. I will read feel, the book. How do you feel about the bullshit we've been talking about? What, what it was all valid comments? Yeah, uh, yeah, valid comments? How do you feel about what we've been saying? Do you support yeah. some of the things? 
As it made yes, you want I to do, sit, sit any further, like really far away from your you're microphone? Saying, you're, some of the stuff that you're saying is that Katura might not actually be the bad guys, they might be yeah, the good yeah, guys. Good, isn't it? The doctor yeah, I know, is... I know what I'm telling you, but what do you yeah. feel about that? I, I, it's all speculation, isn't it? It's, unless no, I... but how do you feel about that speculation? Fucking hell, it's like drawing fucking teeth. <laughs> <laughs> it is drawing teeth. I've actually I've cracked a tough round here. Right. And I've just got like anyway, all, thank I've got you for, food thank... stuck in there. Not making the harmonica, is it? Thank you very much indeed for listening. Uh, next time we'll be on to uh, the next part of this book or the next book, All Flesh is Grass. So thank you for listening to Around the Console. Until next time, goodbye. <laughs>